You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, look at that. Another brand new spanking day. Welcome aboard, friends. What's going on? It's your Tuesday. And this is The Big Show with one Matty Rose and Peter Clyde today. Hello. Yes, sir. Rustic will be back on Thursday. The sheriff's away. The criminals will play. <laughs> Patty Dumas here. How you doing? Hi, Pat. I'm doing all right. GVP's in the other room? He is. Gentlemen, good morning. Gentlemen. How we doing? How was everyone's Monday? Patty, did you watch the like, college football yeah, championship I game? I did. You watch Michigan win their fraud title? Yeah. Cheaters? <laughs> Jim Harbaugh believes they're innocent, obviously, but yeah, I feel like he's going to pull a Peter Carroll and and bail before the NCAA slams the hammer down. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he's had a hell of a year, hasn't he, as far as weaseling himself out of some situations. Suspended six games, uh, three at the start, three at the back half. Yeah, just blatantly cheating. <laughs> sure. I'm sure Connor Stallions was happy in attendance there yesterday. Yeah, he was there. He was He was there. at the other games he on the sideline, too. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Whatever, man. It's college football. If you're not cheating, like, what are you even doing? It's sports. If you're not cheating, what are you doing? Yeah, the reason, like, like, the whole reason why they haven't transitioned to the whole, like, why aren't we doing the play calls inside the quarterback's helmet is because not every school can afford to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so those teams, you know, New Mexico State or whatever, the smaller schools, mm-hmm. you know, like, they have trouble, you know. They can't spend the money for that, so... Maybe that's something they need to look forward to as, as they uh, as the NCAA. Yeah, if only there was any money in college yeah, football. You know, anyway, about a hundred thousand people at that game last night. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, feels like that sports is on its way to becoming a uh, a league with an actual CBA mm-hmm. in the next five, six, seven years or so. It's yeah. like a pro league now. Everyone's getting Essentially paid. Essentially, it yeah. is. Everyone's they making need, money. The thing is, they need. Everyone's to con- been getting paid for a while. They just yeah. need to control where that money's coming from. Now the money is in in front and in the public right. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not in duffel bags and handed over at two a.m. on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, it's funny. I grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan, so any like basically any <laughs> violation, it's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Let him. Let him get away with yeah, it. It's S- fine. I, I can't really argue <laughs> yeah. the whole lot. There's, it was one of the early 30 for 30s, but they did the, the death penalty on SMU football. Yeah. And is essentially what's happening to players now is they're getting paid to play. Mm. Yeah. Is what SMU was doing. Like Craig James and the boys back in the 80s. and Eric Dickerson. Ki- Eric Dickerson yeah. ended up killing their program for a good 15 years. D- Dickerson saying like, oh, yeah, I had to take a pay cut to go pro. Yeah. Wasn't Texas trying to give some of their kids oil wells? As part of their NIL deal, that's that's oh, where the thing. There's the no control yeah, where the NIL is coming. Do whatever you want. Anybody can get anybody Imagine money. An 18 year old. Here's an oil well. Yeah. This is yours now. Okay. You yeah. Sure. I don't know what to do with this. You, you guys want to go hang out in my oil well? <laughs> right. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty lit. <laughs> Finna be dope. We could take our uh, our my, my Mercedes uh, G yeah, wagon yeah, out exactly. to this uh, oil well here. What'd you do, PK? Did you watch the game? I uh, watched a bit of the game, and then once it started to look like it was pretty well in yeah, hand. Fourth I quarter, kinda, Michigan kind of just uh, yeah, yeah. kind of shifted away. So it was actually a pretty chill night for your boy. Yeah. I watched a little bit at the uh, end of that Bruins Avalanche game. Mm. <laughs> there were some good hockey games yeah. on yesterday. Yeah. Took in a few of those. It was a good day. Not to be sure. too much of a, a downer or anything to start, but you wa- when you watch games with, all due respect to the local team, good hockey teams, when it's like uh, you get like a Boston, Colorado, or even like Vancouver, New York last night, it's like, huh, 
Maybe uh, maybe oh. the local boys aren't as close as I thought they were. Yesterday's slate was great. Yeah. We had that. Uh, what else did we have yesterday? Penguins Flyers was rowdy as all hell. Of course. Stars and Wild, another banger. Couple of Central Division teams, not big fans of each other. Like yesterday, you only had four games, but pff, my goodness. Matt Murray yourself. still in the league coming in with a shutout. How about that? That's a different Matt Murray. What? Holy cow, it is a different Matt Murray. Yeah. I won I just saw Matt Murray shout out. I was like, oh good for that him. Matt Murray is that was his first NHL start. Huh. And There's a second Matt Murray. Matthew Murray out of St. Albert. I guess it makes sense. The other Matt Murray is on LTIR for the Leafs. I probably should have put that together. That's how much I thought about him lately. <laughs> that would have been the Stars Netminder we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Stars, yeah, okay. Matthew Murray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clicked on his thing. I was like, huh, that's a different dude. We had a couple Sebastian Ajos. We yep. had a couple Matthew Murrays. Yeah. Hmm. Don't love that, actually, if I'm being honest. Nope. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Uh, we're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Uh, we've put together quite a little program for you here, folks. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get Justin Bourne. Talked about maybe trying to wrangle him yesterday. But instead... We booked Dave Peñota from the fourth period. And that was before. Who is an NHL insider. <laughs> and that was before Nylander was finalized. And that was before Jamie Drysdale and Cutter Goche got swapped. A wild deal between the Ducks and the Flyers yesterday that yeah. had all sorts of drama attached to it. Especially because the Flyers played yesterday. So we have a ton of audio to share from the CEO, yep. the general manager, the head coach. And even a little Cutter Goche audio from a podcast he did back in the summer. <laughs> we are going to dive fully into yeah. this deal because this had some tea oh, yeah. attached to it. I love that it was a unified message from the Philadelphia Flyers where everyone with, was on board with bleep that kid. Yeah. It, it was just 100% bury that dude. <laughs> so we're going to get into that with Pinota in a little bit. We're going to get some audio here in the first segment for you as well. Uh, Eric Francis. 7.30, of course, covers the Flames here. Uh, they take on the Ottawa Senators this evening at the Scotiabank Saddledome. One game at home, then they go down to the desert for a couple games later this week. After returning home from a four-game road trip, kind of a tough little uh, couple-week slide here kind for the Flames on the schedule. Um, they'll look to get back in the win column. And Charles Davis joins us at 8 o'clock. Couldn't join us for his usual Monday time, but uh, he'll join us for Tom's House of Pizza just after 8. We talked to Matt Marchese about a whole bunch of NFL stuff yesterday. If you missed it, great chat with Matt that we had uh, in the 8 o'clock hour to kick off the 8 o'clock hour there yesterday. And we'll dive in even more with Charles Davis today. Yeah. Playoff matchups are set. Uh, the coaching carousel continues to spin at an alarming rate. <laughs> well, and a I, lot of fun. I would say a big coaching free agent is uh, about to hit the market after winning a national championship last night. Yeah, well, there's Harbaugh, there's Belichick, there's yep. a couple of big names that are going to be available this year, and there's already a couple of openings. you got to wonder how many other teams are going to uh, make the leap if either I mean, one of those coaches yeah. gives a call and says, hey, I'd like to run your team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think like if Bill does part ways, I think you have to point to one of these teams in the postseason. Like if Buffalo falls in the first round, does mm. Sean McDonough hit the chopping block? Is is Philly's McDermott. complete collapse meaning you know uh, you know uh, freaking Sirianni. Sirianni's going to be gone? Yeah. But I I don't know about that. That's a lot of you know the coordinators go and everything else. 
falls apart. It's not. I don't know if that's on. It could be on when Sirianni actually. Coordinators, but yeah. that should be on Sirianni to get the team prepped and ready. We have new coordinators, but I think you know Bill's going to have the pick of the litter if he if it does if he does shake loose from New England and and we'll see. And I know Atlanta's popped up yesterday saying we'll be the team. We'll we'll want to negotiate if Bill shakes free. So. We also didn't get into the Jameis Winston situation nearly enough with Matt no. yesterday. No, we need so to. That's we need probably going to light that guy on fire a little bit more. What we uh, <laughs> what we lead with. Plus, we got storylines: Ron Rivera, Derek Henry, Bill Belichick. Is Antonio Pierce going to be the head coach? Oakland or Vegas? Pardon me. Uh, we'll ask all those questions. That's what we got on the show today. Eight thirty. Um, we'll just wrap up what we don't have time for because we yep. have a lot to get to, and uh, also. Our text line question today, which is related to the Calgary Flames. It is the Flames and Senators. 7 o'clock start at the Dome tonight. Uh, mentioned it. One game stop with Arizona Thursday and then Vegas on Saturday. The Senators are 14-21. and 21. The only teams worse are San Jose, Chicago, and Anaheim. Um, we talked about that last game for the Flames against the Hawks on Sunday. A loss for them that was not good. Nope. Like, you listen to some of the post game from some of the players and, and even the head coach. Oh, sorry. I'm going to need my computer here at IGP. Not a great one. You know, that's a tough one. So, disappointing is probably a, a pretty good word for it. But what do you think the big difference? Uh, they were hungrier and harder than we were. Okay. So, we got that. All right. And then we had Caudry. Today, not the best. Uh, obviously, you know, walking out of here, 500 road trip, which is okay. But we felt like, uh, you know, it could have been better. Uh, you know, unfortunate loss tonight, but uh, I mean, we're gonna have to regroup. Okay. If we want to be a playoff team, that's a game we got to win. Uh, find a way to win. Um, yeah, it wasn't good enough. Today was more mental, though. I felt like um, we weren't um, just not dialed in enough, and uh, um, there's just not enough. Uh, just no excuses for that. You can go all sorts of places with this. Yes. Uh, you weren't ready. You weren't. Whatever you want to say. Whatever excuse you want to throw out, yeah, they didn't play good enough, nope. and they lost, and they to didn't an deserve. They didn't deserve to win, and they lost to a team that most of us are surprised that they're allowed to ice a roster like that at the <laughs> NHL level. So the question today is in regards to playing guilty. Is hey, you go out, you lay a stinker. What do you do the next game? Yeah, do you bounce back in a positive way? Do you go out and play guilty? We've seen it before. Players do it all the time. Maybe you get a little banged up one night. Come in the next day. Coach isn't happy. Play guilty. Make a couple mistakes. A couple turnovers. Play guilty. Next game. So we're asking you on the text line. When was the last time you played guilty? When was the last time you made a mistake? And then you had to make up for it on the back end. You had to double down just as hard because you realized that you had botched this in the start. Yeah. That's what we're asking you at 960-960. When was the last time that you played guilty? We'll get to the text as we move through the show today. 8.30 is probably when we're going to share some of our favorites. When was the last time you messed up so bad that you had to double down to make up for your mess up? Do you have anything that comes to mind? Uh, I threw this at you a little bit earlier today. Yeah. Have you pondered it? I have. I have pondered it. Unfortunately, I've come up with a number of instances where I have screwed up, mm. uh, but... Not quite as many where I have then followed through and stepped up after. It's kind of just been a long line of screw up, screw up, screw up, screw okay. up, screw up. So trying to think of times where it actually, you know, rose to the occasion. After, yeah, you so. bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't care. You don't play guilty. Oh, no, Your no, conscience no. is fine. No, no, no. I care. I'm just. Oh. You know, 
bad at stuff. Mm, so okay. that, that's where it kind of, you know, I struggles see. a little bit. I so, threw this yeah. at GVP too. Uh, thoughts, sir? Well, just taking it at the root definition of playing guilty, you brought mm. up about like maybe getting banged up the night before. Everyone's, I feel like, done this in the summer. If you're a big fan of golf, you're out with your mm. boys, maybe having a few too many adult beverages. And then it's like, you know what? That 7 a.m. tea time looks uh, intriguing, mm. even though yeah. it's 2 in the morning right now. And then, uh, yeah. Go out Wait. and play some of your best golf ever. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you're just no, trying but, to fight oh, through okay. it for four hours. But at least you showed up. Yeah. Mm. Made it to the tea time. Maybe trunk slammed on the way, but at least you made it. Exactly. Mm, okay. Anything come to mind, Patty? I didn't throw this one at you. You weren't no, here when we talked about it. I just had the mic off. I was listening to a clip mm, here. No. the question again? Uh, when was the last time you played guilty? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one I probably should have thrown at you before. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Oh, probably a ton of times. Just an absolute ton of times. But nothing really coming to mind right away. Hit us up on the text yeah. line, 960-960. We'll get to that. As we move through the show, um, Flames will play the Senators tonight. Last time they played, it was not a good result for the Flames. No. That was a 4-1 loss in Ottawa. Perhaps Nikita Zadorov was playing guilty as his trade request had gone public just the game prior while they were in Toronto. That was a Dustin Wolf start. That's they were, right. They yes. kind of left him out to dry there because Jacob Markstrom was... Uh, was that sick or was that when he had broken his finger? That was in November, so he hadn't yeah. broken his finger. Was yeah, that was He sick. was a little ill, I believe, yeah. so they had to call up Dustin Wolf for that little swing out to uh, Eastern Canada there. Um, what are you expecting from the Senators? What are you expecting from the Flames? Sens have been stinky again lately. They've lost three in a row. Flames have lost back-to-back games. You don't, love, a great how, you one don't, you don't love how that tees up. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fired up for this one. No, I... Ottawa feels like a team that it's not going to take much to just get them to not really be in this hockey game. Now, we would have said that about the Blackhawks as well, going into a, a game on, on Sunday afternoon. But I, I would expect this to be a rather motivated uh, Calgary Flames team. Mm. I, I think that they're going to come out with the appropriate jump and with, with just one game at home before hitting the, the road again. I, I do think you're going to see a bit of a response from this Calgary team. But yeah, for, for Ottawa... It has been a real difficult go. They are one of the few teams in sports that hasn't really got the new coach bump. Uh, it seemed like theirs lasted two periods before they blew a 3 nothing lead in Jacques Martin's first game. So mm-hmm. I, I am not anticipating an overly inspired effort from the Ottawa Senators this evening. Yeah, just try not to poke the bear that is Brady Kachuk, and you should be fine. Yeah. Um, just received the stat pack from our good people at Sportsnet Stats. You want me to throw a few uh, a few numbers at you here, pal? I'd love it. Did you know that the Senators have lost 11 straight road games against Western Conference teams dating back to last season? Oh, my. Yeah, that's not very good. No. They're allowing almost five goals per game in those 11 games while also scoring only two and a half. <laughs> it's a bad there ratio. Is, there is no team that has a longer active road losing streak against the West than the Senators, the Flyers, Jets, and Bruins all tied at three straight losses. So that is <laughs> that is not very good. No. Um ba, 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 what else here? The record <laughs> the Senators are thirty eight and oh when scoring five plus goals since March sixth, twenty twenty two. I'd hope so. Yeah. You should be undefeated when you score five plus goals. That's yeah. a pretty good number to hit. Yep. Hmm. Because yeah. then you'd have to allow six to lose, and that's that's tough to do. Oh, this is interesting. The toughest strength of schedule so far this season, the Senators 
0.14. Their second worst, the Sharks, 0.3. I got a stat for you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. The Flames are 5-9 and nine against the Senators since the All-Canadian Division. Ugh. Ugh. Ew. Ottawa's been good for exactly this, none of that time. This stat pack is gross. This thing's just full of rank stats. Hmm. So they have the second easiest strength of schedule in no, the league? No, hardest. Oh, hardest. Okay. Hardest. Okay. Uh, rating denominated in goals above below average, where zero is the average. Oh, um, okay. This feels like a made-up stat. I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't be reading this. Just to... uh, Hey, Jan Kuznetsov got sent back to the minors. You see that? Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer. I was kind of hoping to, to see him get some NHL action before he got sent back down. But um... I'm not overly surprised. Uh, get him to come up. You get to hang out with the team for a couple days. You get to see Philly. You get to see Chicago. You go back to the AHL. It tells me Dennis Gilbert's probably... Close. Closer rather than further, especially because they never put him on injured reserve or anything like that to even yeah. make, make the, the roster space available. I agree to a certain extent. I was oh, kind of hoping to see him. I didn't really expect to see him. It kind of felt like that very first call up that you get. Yeah. You know, he's a 20, 20, 50th overall selection. He has taken strides in his first couple of years playing in the AHL, but. At the same time, is he ready for the NHL? I don't know. I, I thought maybe the Chicago game, they went to Simone and Osterley. They had a rough night. I thought maybe he might get in against the Senators. Instead, he gets sent down. I didn't want to play this clip. Uh, this is from Trent Cull yesterday. He's the uh, Wranglers head coach. And he just talked about Jan Kuznetsov and, and what he's seen from the young defenseman and, and why it's perhaps trending that maybe a, a little bit more of a look and, and maybe a, a real kind of shot at some game time isn't too far away for the young defenseman. And he deserved it, you know. I mean, we, we went through this last week talking about different case scenarios. This is our job as always, you know, the, the ifs, ands, and buts of what things happen. And, uh, you know, I like, uh, like, Kuzi's been solid for us from the start to where he's been right now. He's been, you know, one of those guys who's probably been our most kind of reliable performer on the blue line. That doesn't mean that he's like, uh, you know, over the top or completely crazy noticeable, but like sometimes as a defender, that's a great way to play the game. And he's a big, strong guy. He's getting, I feel like he's gaining more confidence. I feel like our, our talks or whatever that we have as a coaching staff with him too are smaller, more simpler items. And I, you know, it's, it's the refining pro, uh, progress, you know, and he's doing that. He's, uh, he's, he's getting his game better. He's more simple. He's, uh, and you know what, he's a tough guy to play against because he's so big, because he's strong, and because he closes space off. And when he does, I think he can just become better and better at that, and I think he'll be a really good defender. So like you said, he's, he's had a call, and I'm sure that that call is going to come soon, and he'll get his first game and then kind of go from there, which is awesome. Yeah, he's like 6'3", 6'4", big, rangy, He's shown some some more physicality at the AHL level as well. So an interesting prospect right now for the Flames. He's very different from a Jeremy Poirier. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more closer to an Ilya Solovyov. But at the same time, you kind of need those guys. Yeah, and look, there's probably going to be some opportunities on this blue line coming up in, in the next couple of months. Facts. And yes. there are, like, I'm intrigued to see how he handles it. Um, we've got a, a couple little snippets of Solovyov, but, but not a, a real extended run. And... I would love for Poirier to get healthy. I haven't seen a, an update on him in the, the last little bit, but yeah, that's probably still a little ways away. It was yeah. a pretty bad cut yeah. he suffered. So, like, he, he's one where I, I would like to see a bit of an extended run as well. But they have those those three defensemen 
are guys who I would like to see a little bit of going forward just to see where they fit in. And I think for the Flames, they would like to see what they kind of have in, in some of those guys as they make some of these moves on the blue line going forward. Yeah, and yesterday was a fascinating day for the Wranglers. Uh, last week, Oliver Shillington was sent down to the team on a conditioning stint. We have a little clip on that. But also yesterday, uh, Jacob Peltier and Kevin Rooney both assigned to the Wranglers. Rooney has to go through waivers. But both were on season opening injured reserve, both with shoulder injuries. Both have reached the point where they've been able to be assigned to the Wranglers to start practicing and maybe get in a game sooner rather than later. Maybe not this weekend when they host Ontario Thursday and Friday. Um, but Trent called excited to have Peltier and Rooney back in the group as well. You know, those guys are still in uh, the return to play, so to speak, from, uh, you know, a surgery, a major injury. So we want to make sure that they're, you know, for the whole organization, those guys are ready and, and, and uh, prepared for when they return, right? So even though they're probably coming to us and it's exciting to have them for practice this week, I don't think you'll see them into a, into a lineup this weekend or anything like that. But, uh, but we do look forward to, to that day when they are able and, and ready to come back and play for us. That was on Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg, Wes Gilbertson. So a couple other bodies headed down to the Wranglers, probably not going to play this weekend. They head on a road trip after that. So maybe not going to see them here in Calgary, which is unfortunate, but yeah. uh, good to see them down with the Wranglers and kind of participating there as well. Uh, one last thing before we hit the break as well. It's just just uh, Trent Call's thoughts on Oliver Shillington, who didn't play last weekend but continues to practice with the Wranglers. It's great for him to, to be feeling good, be back into it. Uh, into that team setting today wasn't as, as uh, rigorous. It was it was a more development day, is what uh, the plan was all along. We've got a, this homestand is a great opportunity for us to do a couple different things, making sure we're uh, kind of dialing in with our group and some of the guys and individual skills. And so then for the next two days, they'll be a little back to normal of more, maybe a little more crush bang tomorrow and, and probably one of our harder practices. And then we'll uh, have a game uh, before a uh, game uh, practice the next day. So, but I think that's where same thing, you know, Oliver gets through those. If he's feeling good, then we'll see what happens from there. Not bad. Yeah. We'll see what happens from there. I wonder if he does get into uh, a game this weekend. It would be uh it would be a lot of fun to see him even just kind of, be out there getting his uh getting a skate in because it's been far too long. Yeah, it really has been. And for for him to to battle through whatever he's been dealing with and to to come out the other side of it now would be a a really cool story and a boost for the the Wranglers and then hopefully uh, eventually the Flames. And and Pelche, we saw that the life he injected into the lineup a, a season ago when he was allowed to participate. <laughs> um and so I I'm excited to see what what he can potentially bring and how things would shake down from there. So it's it's nice to be adding pieces to the lineup instead of what's felt like subtracting the whole time this season for Calgary. couple other things on the game tonight. Michael Backlund is set to play in his 949th game. That'll tie him for second from with Mark Giordano on the franchise's all-time games played list. Wow. Good for him. That's, yeah. that's quite a run that he has had with this team. Just skated in his first uh, couple, like it would have been the anniversary of his first a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, it's the Islanders. Yes. 2008. And it's uh, kind of crazy to think, you know, going back to 2007, he was a first-round draft pick a few years after the, the 2004 run, and, and things had kind of started going in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. The Oilers had just gone on their run as well. And uh, obviously, we all know kind of the situation. He was one of the four UFAs that we talked about for so long. Yeah. But he decided, no, nah, I want to do this for a little bit more. I want to wear the C. I want to hit this games mark. Um, 
So, yeah, Ty's Geo tonight. Love to see that for him. Andrew Mangiapane's at 199 goals. He could hit 200 tonight. And uh, there's a whole bunch of other hockey stuff that we didn't have time to get to in the opening segment. But Nylander signed yesterday away from the Flames. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Finally. Yeah. Also, this Cutter Goche trade to the Anaheim Ducks. So interesting. Uh, for Jamie Drysdale and a second-round pick. Fascinating stuff. We have four different clips on this. Patty's going to play a few of them in the morning report for you, but we'll get to a few of those as the show does roll on today, too. Um, fun fact, little uh, background on Cutter Goche. Huge Penguins, Sidney Crosby fan go- growing up. Oh. And then he got drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers. Is that is that what it is? Like I, I haven't. No heard one a, knows. I haven't heard a why he doesn't want to go to Philadelphia. Neither is he have just the like, Flyers. He, he wouldn't thinks, talk to the Flyers. That's such a like. Oh, there's so much tea oh, here. Uh, so you, much. You gonna lay it out for us in the morning report? Yeah, we'll, you got we'll play it? it out here. Yeah, yeah we got, got we got four clips great from games. Tours. We got clips from uh, from the president. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got four great games. Four good uh, three goals and a shootout goal as well. Uh, and some uh, some NFL clips, and of course uh, the college football national championship. My goodness, so much stuff. Oh, and the Hitman made a trade yesterday. Yeah, and, oh, and Tiger Woods <laughs> said goodbye to an old friend. Yeah, that's yeah. Wild. That might that be the crazy. biggest of the stories. Yeah. Hmm. We'll take a break. Morning reports next. Sports at nine sixty. The fan. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> the big show. Russick and Rose. No Russick is away. He'll be back on Thursday or something like that. PK's here. Hey! What's up, bud? Not much, man. Just enjoying uh, enjoying the tunes. Yeah. Enjoying hanging out. Yeah. GVP, you want to tell me what you just told me in your ear? I, I recently downloaded GTA again. I've been playing that uh, off and on for the last couple days. Fantastic game. I feel just, like I want to go cruise yeah. by some ballas right now. Diving back, <laughs> yeah. diving back in, eh? Getting yeah. getting the controls right for next year. Grove Street Life. You got life. it. You got it. No. Grove Street Life. Waiting way too long for number six to come out. Way I bought the long. new Xbox on Boxing Day there just so I could play it. Oh, nice. the Amazon yeah. deal. Yeah, I did. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs to be social anyways? Hell no. Doesn't no. matter. Whatever. Just talk with people while playing video games. That is a not toxic community at all. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, all my friends have real jobs, so I just play by myself during the day. Yeah, there you go. They work great. nine to five. Yeah. Mm. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> we work five to nines. Yeah, it's short <laughs> shift. Yeah, tight, yeah. tight turn, though. <laughs> tight turn. Um... It's time for the morning report. If you own a BMW, you got to choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. And- no, this is Patrick. Yeah. I'm not doing any of it today. No. You're doing all of it. It's all me. It's Calgary Flames game day. They're back home welcoming the last... I'm dying oh, here. Oh, really choked oh, up about oh, this, uh, this matchup tonight. Yeah, God, it's yeah, nasty. It's just watching Michigan yeah. win. Uh, yeah. so Welcoming the last place team in the Eastern Conference, the Ottawa Senators. It was an off day yesterday for the group. Uh, returning home after dropping those final two on the road on that four-game road trip and failing to get above 500. These Senators, like I mentioned, dead last in the East, but it's not like this team has been an easy opponent for the Flames of late. They're five, at, or the Sens are nine and five versus the Flames. 
dating back uh, to the All-Canadian division, if you may remember. And the Flames are only 7-8-2 against teams outside of the playoffs. And only three of those wins have come since November 19th. Uh, so if you want any hope in hell of being a wildcard team, these are the games you need to have. Uh, Sens were 4-1 winners back on November 11th. That was Dustin Wolf's season debut, if you w- may remember. Uh, the club has since then fired DJ Smith, yep. brought back Jacques Martin, mm-hmm. made Daniel Alfredson an assistant coach, okay. and named Steve Steos their new GM. But if you're expecting a coach bump, keep looking as they've gone 3-6 and six since Jacques Martin was dusted off. Uh, the last time Martin was a head coach of the Senators in Calgary was March 11th, 2004. Oh. Alfredson was his captain. Flames won 4-2. Kipper made 21 saves on 23 shots. Wow. That's Flames hockey, baby. Yeah, man. Mar- <laughs> uh, Mar- there were some nights later in his career. That was a period. Yeah, Mar- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Nielsen opened the scoring. Had Mar- Marion Hosa scoring for the Senators. Kristaps oh, Oliwa man. got a goal for the Flames. Yeah. Martin Havlat scored for the Sens. Oh. And then uh, Billy Niemann and uh, Marcus Nielsen again. Craig Conroy had an assist on the empty netter. So. Shout out GM. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out uh, there. Out there <laughs> preserving the victory. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll get you teed up for tonight's game with Logan Gordon and uh, Sportsnet today coming up at 1. Pat Steinberg and uh, Wes Gilbertson bringing Flames Talk at 4 o'clock. Pregame goes at 6. Puck drop a little bit after 7 right here on Sportsnet 960 with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson. Uh, and some, some, some news on the transaction wire. They set Yan Kuznetsov back down as well. Some good news is Jacob Pelche has been reassigned to the Wranglers. He underwent shoulder surgery in October. Could start practicing with this AHL group. First step on a comeback to the Flames. And it sounds like Oliver Shillington could be getting close to a game here, maybe Thursday with the Wranglers. So some reinforcements are coming. Yeah, wait and see right now with Oliver Shillington. Just kind of take it day by day. Mm -hmm. It sounds like Pelche and Rooney are going to get assigned, or they have been assigned, but won't play this weekend. But to be around a team for a little bit of a conditioning stint, there's going to be a lot of middle six, bottom six NHL caliber around. guys yeah. <laughs> in the organization all of a sudden. So yeah, a lot of moving and shaking. And like, I, a... I don't know if that fourth line has been so impenetrable that Rooney couldn't oh, get a shot. Hell no, he yeah, was we'll... he was on his way to being a fourth liner before he got hurt. Yeah, so we'll, and, we'll see how it all shakes down. And where does Pelche fit in all this now? It's a very interesting question. Feel like something needs to be done. Because on the one <laughs> hand, I feel like I like how the lines kind of shake out right now. On the other hand, you just lost to Chicago, so I don't really <laughs> think you can really lock a whole lot into stone yeah. right now. Oh, they've been so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't break this group yeah. up. They got two. <laughs> they got two out of four. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Flames and Senators we'll tonight. Uh, we'll say you can't be dropping these games to these teams that are below you in the standings, especially in the can, opposite you conference. Shouldn't. You can. You could totally lose, but you shouldn't. <laughs> uh Let's go to the NHL story. Okay. Uh, light Monday around the NHL. Rogers Monday night hockey. I called it Rogers hometown hockey yesterday. Nobody picked up on that. Hometown hockey's been dead for like a year and a half, I oh. feel like. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Just like... hearing hometown hockey makes me cold after doing some of those shows <laughs> Ooh, outdoors. Yeah. Man, like, <laughs> holy crap. No, yeah. thank you. Just that... stand on concrete that's frozen yeah. for six uh, hours in Okotoks. The one at Cocker, the one at Okotoks, the one at Olympic Plaza. The Okotoks one was so cold. So cold. It's like minus 25. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. that. Canucks Rangers at MSG, two of the top teams in the league, and you knew the fireworks are going to be out. Elias Pettersson's compatriot got $92 million on Monday. Elias Pettersson would like to let you know in the words of Elliot Friedman, he's worth $11 billion. Mm. The Rangers zone, Pettersson makes a move into the slot shot right now. Stop, pressure, Sturkin, rebound, he scores! A tremendous deke in tight! 
Tiki Pete with a beautiful goal after he was stopped on the initial chance, but he tucks it inside the post past the outstretched pad of Shesterkin, and it's 4-2 Canucks. Tiki Pete indeed. Come on, Batch. Go Let's watch that, that goal. Tight. Tiki Pete with a... <laughs> yeah, go watch that goal. That was a that was an amazing goal from Elias Pettersson. Deke put away his own rebound. Tristurkin tried, but couldn't get the leg extended enough. That made it 4-2. Pettersson would later get another one into an empty net. Canucks win 6-3. Probably going to be, uh, I think he's going to be close. Uh, anytime the Canucks are willing to negotiate with him when he's ready, I'm sure he's going to be asking for a little bit more than what old Willie... Nylander got. You kind of uh, just got to hand him a blank contract at this point, right? Like just he's you, the you center just, too. You, fill it in. <laughs> you you pick. We're yeah. good. Whatever. Uh, yeah, he he's done everything that they could have asked. Yeah, he's been their best player all season long, and he's going to be their best player for a very long time unless they somehow screw this up. He, JT Miller, and Brock Besser all hit the fifty point mark yesterday. Quinn well. Hughes is there too, isn't yeah, he? Four he's players there. at fifty points on this team. Gross. By uh, the way, uh, Nazem Kadri and Blake Coleman tied for the Flames point lead with thirty. <laughs> Whoa! Hell yeah! Uh, Battle of the Keystone State: Penguins and Flyers in the city of brotherly love. Pens looking up at the Flyers. Philly four up in the division. Pens two back in the wild card, and they've been better of late. And that play continued in South Philly. Tip it for Zamola. Tip it couldn't take the return pass. Malkin shuffles it back into Flyers territory for Drew O'Connor. O'Connor for Malkin. Nice dish. Wrist shot. He scores! And Getty Malkin on the setup from Drew O'Connor. Gino Beast Mode in Philadelphia. The Penguins are up 4 1. Vintage Gino on that one. That was 4 1, and that would be your final. Gino was in the box at one point yelling, <laughs> check the scoreboard, a-holes, to, to some him. of the flyers oh in the other booth. Oh. Every time those two teams play, yeah. you know, grab yeah. your popcorn, yeah. fireworks and all. Yeah. yeah, it was a banger yesterday. Always is. Yeah, uh, those teams, it, it is so much fun. It, it was better when they were both, like, two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference instead mm-hmm. of battling for a wild card. But still, they, they bring out the worst of each other in the best way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Central Division class in St. Paul with the Wild hosting the Stars, and it was all Dallas in this one. Next level here. Stars steal. Shorthanded. Steal to Foxa. He scores! And they sneak another shorthanded goal in. Yeah, that was their second shorty of the night. Uh, Jason Robertson would get one a little bit over a minute later on the power play. No scoring in the third. Stars shut out the Wild 4-0 and do the fl- a favor for the Flames. Matthew Murray, the emergency recall with the shutout in his first career start. Not the old Pens, not the current Leafs LTIR goalie, Matt Murray. Yeah, who would think that? Matthew Murray from St. Albert uh, with his first career shutout. Mm. Uh, two of the elites in the league meeting in, my- in the Mile High City with the Bruins uh, and Avalanche. Boston beginning a four-game road trip out west. We'll actually see two of the Flames' upcoming opponents on this trip as well in Arizona and Vegas. But on Monday, it was Colorado, and it was a back-and-forth affair. Bruins led 1-0. The Avs led 2-1 and 3-2 before Brad Marchand's 17th tied it. Nothing happening in overtime. This one needed a shootout. Nachushkin picks it up at center, right between the circles. Nachushkin holding. He scores! And he wins it in the shootout for the Colorado Avalanche, who walk home tonight with the extra point. Great Connor McGahee on the call. Avalanche get that one 4-3 in a shootout. 
Uh, back to a busy slate on Tuesday. Ten games in total. We'll tell you about the nine not involving the Flames. Uh, three games go at 5 o'clock. The flame, a team that the Flames are chasing. The Kraken are in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. Kings continue their Eastern roadie in Tampa Bay. And the Sharks, they're in Toronto. At 5.30, the Canucks head out to Long Island to take on their old captain, Bo Horvat, and the Islanders. Islanders, still a wild card team, if you can believe it. Uh, three games. Just keep chugging they along, man. Just somehow keep on doing it. Uh, three games at 6 o'clock. The Jets return home to take on the Blue Jackets. Uh, Ducks are in Smashville. And Matthew Kachuk's homecoming as his Panthers are in St. Louis. Uh, at 6.30, the Oilers look for an eighth straight against the Blackhawks. Look out, Edmonton. Those guys will get you. And at 7 o'clock, the Bruins and Yotes entertain at the Mullet. Uh, big day. That news. Pop GVP in the other room, too. Yeah, yeah that got him. Loved yeah, that. He, he loved that one. Buckled him. <laughs> uh, big, di- uh, big day news-wise in the NHL yesterday, as expected, the Leafs and William Nylander have come to terms on an eight-year extension worth $92 million. That's $11.5 million on the AAV. $69 million of it being paid in bonuses. And it comes with a full no-move clause. Uh, let's hear from the man who signed his name on the dotted line, and then we'll hear from the man who gave him that contract. Yeah, it's been a process from all the from the summertime, so it's uh, nice that it's done and know where uh, I'm going to stay for the next eight years. It's a special, very special feeling. Happy to make Old Hogtown his home for the next eight seasons. How about the GM? Let's hear from him. All we can do is we could only tackle these things one at a time right when they came up so I got here and, and you know Austin was the priority you know Austin and Willie were both going into their final years we're able to get those done and now you now you, you see what's next on the list right and, and uh, you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna have a cap that increases but we're also not blind to the fact that there's other areas of our team as we move forward that you have to you have to improve and we'll continue to do that so I don't have any bold statements or proclamations to make today other than we got a really good player signed. Now we move on to the next. Yeah, and the core four next year is set to take up 54.64% of their cap next year. That's that's a lot of money. That's a lot yeah. of money. Just one thing on Brad there at the end. Uh, <laughs> as I love Brad for living. I was a big proponent of his. I was a big supporter. He didn't often say very much that was bold in his press conferences. No, no. That no. was a little, the 25 minutes, and you were like, did, did, what did we, yeah, did we, there were like transactional of, news in there that we could have got off the wire, right. but, did I learn a lot of lawyer stuff, press release. yeah, it's like, what, what did we, there's a lot of words, what, what did we learn? It's impressive, actually, that he can say so much and not say anything at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Yeah, it, it is, it's a skill. It's really good. Yeah. If you're in some role like his, right. where you Sucks gotta go out and you gotta, you know, give, give, media and you got to do the appearances and you got to do the talking but the Toronto media will without, eat that up and interpret it so many different ways sure how about her <laughs> what does yeah. he care exactly <laughs> what it's just like yeah 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 we, we need to pay him yeah we needed to pay I him I know we got we got nothing else to pay we yeah, got so we got a crappy um, roster what else are we supposed for? to do trade him <laughs> yeah Oy. You seen how he played this year? Yeah. He did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, trade him for what? On pace for 47 goals and 120 points. He's been dynamite, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other big news from around the league yesterday. We have a trade to announce. Yeah, uh-huh. we do, Gary. Let's get into it. Yeah. We like this one. I uh, love it when both teams get a nice piece. The Ducks stealing from their pool of young defensemen, sending Jamie Drysdale uh, to the Flyers for Carter Gauthier, one of the best young forward prospects in the game. But as we've been finding out, Buddy never wanted to be a Flyer. Anyways, 
I feel bad for Cutter when he comes to, well, I don't really feel bad for Cutter when he comes to Philadelphia. But, <laughs> it's going to be a rough ride here. It's going to be a rough ride here, and, and, he, and he earned it. Because you know what? We're Philadelphians, yes. yeah. and that's how we want people who want to be here with us. I I he didn't really give any reasons why he left, but Keith Jones says you don't want to be a flyer. You're not going to be a flyer. We heard it before. They, maybe he was a Penguins yeah, fan growing up. That was Dan Hilferty, the CEO yeah. and chairman of yeah. Comcast Spectacore, who said that. <laughs> that clip that you just heard. <laughs> yeah. That was Damn. not just like some fan. Yeah. That yeah. was no. the CEO of yeah. the organization. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Keith Jones did an interview as well. If you don't want to be a flyer, you're not going to be a flyer. Um, the Danny Breer clip is outstanding. Yeah, I'll play that Danny Breer clip. Uh, apparently, he refused to talk to any of their player development people. Uh, it's a little long, but yeah, I get you. They it, hadn't yeah. talked to the organization in wow. years. They had told them back. And he was a 2022 pick. After the World Championships in 2023, they had informed the Flyers that they would not be signing. Apparently, there was some secret shopping of the player at the most recent draft. Uh, some people have linked... Montreal and mm -hmm. that fifth overall selection to it, but mm -hmm. Montreal decided to go a different direction for whatever reason. Yeah. You probably would have taken Gauthier over Reinbacher, mm -hmm. but yeah. but at it's the same time was trending last at night. the same time, <laughs> everything that's going on with Gauthier, you're like, Well do we really what are we what are we getting here? What what is this player all about really? Uh especially as a Canadian market, I'm like, I don't really I don't know if I want any part of that. Yeah. No, it's such an interesting one because like he's lighting it up at Boston College right now. He was dominant at the World Juniors. Juniors. He is what is, I had a stats. He's got uh, twenty three points in seventeen games with the Eagles. So yeah, he's killing it right now. Yeah, he's no, he's doing year. really great. And so yeah, like, is this someone who is just like I don't know? I grew up a Sidney Crosby fan, so I don't want to be there. Like th that that's the sort of thing that can really rub a lot of organizations the, the wrong way. But. I think Philadelphia made out like bandits in this. I, like Drysdale has had some injury problems, but I still think he's a really good player. And Twenty-one and growing second, still. Like. Yeah, like to get him in a second is, I, I think, a real haul for a dude who is basically probably not going to be on your team, right? Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and and you know he's been hurt as well. Uh, yeah. Here's the other thing: the the Ducks dealt from a position of strength yep. last yeah. year. A Ducks prospect won the top defenseman award in the WHL, the yep. OHL, the QMJHL, and the top defensive defenseman award in the Q. Four yeah. different defensive prospects for the Ducks, and that's the hardware that they racked up in last year's yeah. junior seasons. They got some guys coming. Minchikov has been really good now. this year. Yep. Goche's actually someone that can help them in the forward ranks, join up with Mason McTavish mm -hmm. and Leo Carlson, yep. make Trevor Zegras maybe expendable. Mm -hmm. Don't hate it. Nope. No, I think they're better off with that. And yeah, uh, yeah. John Tortorella, his comments post-game. I don't know Cutter from a hole in a wall. You know? So, and I'm not too interested in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie. He's the guy that's coming here. They're getting a player. Do you want my favorite part about that clip from Torts's? This clip from Cutter Goche from the Empty Netters podcast last summer where he talks about meeting Torts. First story I have of him was this past summer at development camp. Everyone's just walking right by him. He's talking to a, like a couple other staff members or whatever it may be. I moved the staff member guy out of the way and like I was like, hey, Cutter Goche, it's really nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to playing for you soon. He's like, F yeah, I love that. <laughs> It's great to meet you too. And I was sitting there like, oh, like, whoa! It's it's nice to meet you too. Your I'm face breaking your hand. I'm you know? like, yeah. I'm glad you're that pumped to yeah. meet me. Like, right, just sweet. big Let's energy go. right yeah. out the yeah. gate, and you're like, all right, Torts. Like, now, what what was Torts said? What was that? What was now Torts said about Cutter? I don't know Cutter from a hole in a wall. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, I think he really pissed off the organization. I'm excited yeah. for when he eventually signs and makes his return to Philadelphia. Oh, going to be great. Uh, the Ducks owe it to all of us to trade him to Pittsburgh. They might throw batteries at him. <laughs> oh, they will. Uh, David Pagnotta from the fourth period will join us in a matter of moments to chat about this deal and the Nylander signing and a lot more. Uh, maybe a quieter first Monday of after the regular season around the NFL than some expected. Maybe just two coaches handed their walking papers so far. Arthur Smith in Atlanta and Ron Rivera in Washington, both expected. Another name we're watching right now is the status and future of one Bill Belichick in New England, says he's always done the best possible job for this team. I'm going to do everything I can every day uh, to do the best I can to help our football team. That's what I've always done. Uh, it's never been any different for me in my career. I uh, learned that lesson from my dad growing up. You work for the team that you're working for and do the best you can for them until somebody tells you different. So that's not going to change. There will be a meeting uh, sometime this week with Bob Kraft to obviously discuss the future of uh, him and Bill in New England, obviously. But, uh, you know, if one of those teams fired a coach yesterday is monitoring, and they're obviously going to be monitoring what happens with Bill Belichick and, and even a team in the playoffs who possibly wants to get rid of a coach. Maybe Buffalo if they're upset by Pittsburgh. Sean McDonough could be on the chopping block, but who knows? Uh, Belichick will have a suitor next year for sure, no matter what. You know, it's interesting, like, listening to a couple of um, shows from the U.S., like, there's different people who think that there's different levels of interest in Bill Belichick. Jay Glazer is more on the side that, uh, I don't know if uh, he's going to be as heavily touted as many people think, because as much as the roster is bad, I think there's a lot of NFL teams that actually think has the kind of generation... Of when Bill Belichick can be successful also passed him by. How much is Bill Belichick relating to the current player? And when you look at some of the teams that have had regular season success lately, Harbaugh in in Baltimore, McDaniel in Miami, Dan Campbell in Detroit, these guys I think of as very Mm player-friendly. And look at the success they've been able to have. So I, I just wonder if... I wonder how big that line is going to be for yeah. Bill Belichick. I, I think he's going to be back in the league, but I don't know if it's going to be every single team with an opening is throwing the Brinks truck at him and, and the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. No, exactly, yeah. And like you just look at it like the, the whole the Patriot way thing. Any other coach who's tried to implement that anywhere has kind of they just failed. been, yeah, has kind of just Everywhere. been uh, accepted as, well, that guy's a jerk. And you, you kind of move on, right? Like the, the, the Raiders got a bump from a guy who's never been a coach in the NFL just because McDaniels was gone, <laughs> right? So Or Antonio Pierce all the time. Yeah, 100% with me too. Yeah, victory cigars all the way. So no, I I I do think that things We should do victory passed. cigars after the show. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Every show is a win. Every yeah. day is a win, Maddie. Um, but I, I just, I don't think that he does mesh with today's player at all. And I I think he doesn't really know what works in today's NFL. That's a good call. Uh, That being said, I would like to see him with another talented roster one more time so we can actually put this to bed. Yeah. Also, he should get the Chargers roster. He's after Shula. He's after Shula's record. I don't think he's going to go away until that. And some team's going to make him their coach. My kind of like dark horse pick would be Dallas. If they they don't have a a successful run, I could see see old Jarrah. Yeah. Going in there and making a move. Jerry oh did not um, give a big, resounding, confident yes when asked about Mike McCarthy <laughs> and his job security headed into the playoffs. It's a so big one. I think that's. This might I, be think da- they, I think he needs to win a couple. This is rounds. Dallas's best chance at probably getting to an NFC Championship in many years. 
and yep. it, they it's, cannot mess it's it their up. their best chance to get to the NFC Championship and get curb stomped by the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Again. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2024 F- uh, C- College Football National <laughs> Championship taking place last night in uh, Houston, <laughs> home of the uh, Texans NRG Power Stadium. Through. Yeah. Uh, between number one Michigan Wolverines and the number two Washington Huskies. Last natty in the four-team era. Uh, next year, we open up to 12. Uh, but last night's proceedings looked like Michigan was going to blow UW out the water. Uh, getting out to a 17-3 lead. Getting two long touchdowns from Donovan Edwards. The Maize and Blue were rolling. Huskies fought back. Michael Penix finding Jalen McMillan uh, just before the half to cut the Wolverines' deficit to a touchdown. Second half, Huskies starting with the ball. Penix's first throw is picked off by Will Johnson. So all that momentum the Huskies built up, gone in a flash. But the Huskies would hang around. Teams would exchange vehicles in third. And it was 2013 Michigan heading into the final frame. But in that final frame, Blake Corum, he had to get on the show one last time. Oh, J.J. McCarthy in a shotgun. Snap. Blake run him right. Cuts up field at the 10. Breaks a tackle to the 5. Blake Corum to the goal line. To the end zone. Touchdown Wolverines. Blake Corum with the touchdown run. The hero in the Rose Bowl versus Alabama with the dagger. The Huskies' longest run of the night was nine yards. The Wolverines were averaging nine yards per carry. They had 303 yards on the ground. The Huskies had 301 total yards. Michigan would tack on another one. They win their first national championship since 1997. Derek Jeter's happy. Adam Schefter's happy. Rich Eisen is happy. Connor Stallions is happy. Ryan Leslie is happy. Ryan Leslie. I didn't know he was a Wolverine guy. He was uh, there. There you go. Oh, he was there? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Good for him. Uh, most importantly, though, Jim Harbaugh is happy as he restores Michigan to its former glory. Uh, they dunked a player with Gatorade. Harbaugh got away quickly, but they got him back later on. Uh, Washington unable to complete the storybook ending for the Pac-12. That conference is no more. They're going to be conference rivals with Michigan, and uh, the Wolverines will actually go to Washington next year. Uh, so will John Jim Harbaugh be there? We'll find out. Uh, but feels like uh, it's good times in Ann Arbor. It's interesting that there was something coming Harbaugh's way and he was able to quickly evade it and move on. That doesn't seem very like him. That's good. Another one, one eh? Yeah. What's that, one. like the 12th time he's done that this season? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Incredible. Yeah. First time with Gatorade, too. Yeah, Incredible yeah. stuff. Uh, right. I love college football yeah. because it's like, hey, if we can recruit the biggest dogs on the line, or we're going to win the championship. Or yeah. pay for yeah, them. Yeah, well, recruit and pay for them. Those are kind of the same thing nowadays. <laughs> like, Recruiting is essentially how big a bag of your money can I have. So, yep. Yep. They had big boys on the O line and they ran the ball down their throat. Is Blake Corum going to be in the NFL next year? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's going to declare. Yeah. Is he going to be a first round pick or is he going to be like a. Uh, The Texas running back is probably going to be the only one that's probably a first round Mm. grade on him, but you know how running backs are with teams. They'll. they'll, Dime a dozen, bud. Devon Achan was a Week four, he's going to be a starter (laughs) and we're all going to be racing to the waiver wire. Exactly. Raptors continue their Western road trip in La La Land tonight, taking on LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, they're struggling, just 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Raptors playing some good ball of late since trading OG to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. That one goes at 8.30 at Crypto. It's on the other guys. Uh, bad news out of Memphis about John ja Morant, and it wasn't about brandishing anything on a reel somewhere. Mm. It's actually, he's got to go for season-ending shoulder surgery. Suffered a sublaction on his right shoulder in uh, practice over the weekend. Should be good to happens. go. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, should yeah, be good to go. Yeah, that's when the bone comes out of the joint. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, pretty sweet, eh? Yeah, no, that's great. So it's shoulder shot. Eh? Yeah. Ugh. Subluxation. Yeah. Love it. A uh, bone is partially pulled or pushed out of place. Ick. Oh. This can happen in joints such as your kneecap, the hip, finger, elbow, or shoulder. Ooh. Uh, so- How do you fix it? Mm. Surgery. <laughs> Surgery. Okay, there good. There you go. Yeah. 
Right uh, on. Sony Open goes on Thursday, but some news in the golf world yesterday and was rumored for quite a while. Uh, Tiger Woods and Nike have ended their 27-year partnership, a partnership that earned Tiger around $500 million since signing his initial $40 million deal in 1996. Uh, Texty with the statement from Tiger Woods. Over 27 years ago, I was fortunate to start a partnership with one of the most iconic brands in the world. The days since have been filled with so many amazing moments and memories. If I started naming them, I could go on forever. Phil Knight's passion and vision brought this Nike and Nike Golf partnership together and I want to personally thank him, along with the Nike employees and incredible athletes I have had the pleasure of working with along the way. People will ask if there is another chapter. Yes, there will certainly be another chapter. See you in L.A. Tiger. Yeah, see you in L.A. Hell yeah. Mm, checks calendar. Yeah, the Genesis. His tournament goes February 15th to 19th, so we'll probably find out a little bit before then what Tiger will be ador- adorning sooner rather than later. I don't know if there's an athlete more closely tied to, uh, aside from Michael Jordan, more closely tied to, to Nike than him. And so it'd be mm. weird to see him walking around wearing, like, ping or something like that, you know? Like, it just seems very, seems interesting. Do other companies make red shirts? <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're allowed to. Well, I guess he'd have to make have it to, to the final round as yeah. well then. He'd have to mm. make it to Sunday. Mm. Starts waking up on Friday. Just <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. Hey, I'm just going to wear Friday. <laughs> get the red in. Uh, and last one here. WHL's trade deadline goes tomorrow. Hitman made a move yesterday, sending one of their vets away in Sean Chagall. Drafted fourth overall back in 2018. He's been a part of the organization since he was 15 years old. Collecting 193 points over 100, 246 games. Uh, he's been sent to the Lethbridge Hurricanes for a second and third rounder in 2025's Bantam Draft. Hurricanes just three points up on the Hitman in the final central playoff spot by the Hitman, obviously wanting to uh, play more of their youth down the stretch here. Yeah, he was an overager, so he's going to be gone at the end of the year. Yeah. He was drafted by the Ducks. They never signed mm-hmm. him. He was at the LA Kings development camp this last year. He's probably going to be in the AHL next season. Uh, an excellent tenure with the Calgary Hitmen mm-hmm. and was always known for kind of doing a lot of the uh, community stuff as well. Was the captain this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy trails. Happy yeah. trails to Sean Chagall. And that's the morning report. That's the morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match or then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. We're up against it. David Pignota joins us next to the editor-in-chief at the fourth period. Oh, boy. NHL, transactions and rumors abound. We'll get into all of them. Sports at 960 The Fan.